Welcome to Grit, Guts, and Determination, the Leadville Race Series podcast. I'm your host, Cole Clover, son of race founder, Ken Clover. And I'm going to take you on a journey of rich storytelling through our now 40-year rich history. And I invite you to sit back and listen to these eccentric stories. But don't forget to take a few notes along the way because these eccentric stories are going to have tricks and tips to get you to that line come summer. So sit back, enjoy, and then we'll see you at home. We'll see you in Leadville. Leadville family? Well, Leadville mountain bike family in particular. I've got the one you need to know today. I've got Brian Fedema and he is the owner of Cycles of Life in Leadville, Colorado. There is nobody I've ever met across the nation that can prepare your bike, especially probably your ill-equipped bike, for the race on race day like he can. He will turn it and burn it, and you should also consider buying a bike from him too. Uh, But here is a really great interview with a really great friend, and I think you're going to enjoy it. He's brought a ton of life to the Leadville community. He focuses on protecting the Leadville community, and he's the guy you need to get to know for everything cycle need, Leadville need, business owner need, and everything in between. We have a saying in Leadville, you don't find Leadville, Leadville finds you. So, Brian, when did Leadville find you? Uh, Leadville found me, I think, uh, right around 2005. I was working in Utah um, for a wilderness program, and I was meeting a a friend to uh, go skiing for a weekend. Telluride, um, I had a week more off after we were done skiing. So she recommended I come see her little town called Leadville. Um, so I, I came up here with her, um, kind of obviously easily fell in love with the the whole kind of environment up here, The obviously the beauty and the grandeur of the mountains. Um, and made a couple friends, I guess, while I was here and then came back a couple more times um, and ended up doing something on my bike that needed service or something that I didn't know how to do or didn't have the tools to do. Um, so I brought it to the, uh, the bike shop that was here at the time. And, um, I kind of had in the back of my mind that I was getting ready to be done doing what I was doing in Utah. Um, and seeing the bike shop. Um, and I guess, of course my entrepreneur mind kind of started going and thought that maybe I could do it better. Um, so, um, I kind of grew up working at a bike shop in college, um, and, and loved that. So I thought that was going to be a possibility is either that or go back to school to be a travel nurse. Um, but, uh, I talked to my friend that brought me into Leadville and she mentioned that I should talk to this guy that, that owns the coffee shop downtown. Um, cause he was kind of chattering about doing the same thing. So. I went down and um, obviously Chris, my the, my partner, the guy I opened the store with back in 2006. Yeah. Um, we, we sat down and we talked for, you know, I don't even know, three hours, I bet. Um, not too much about bike shops and things like that, but mainly just about, you know, our, our upbringings of the, in the Midwest and how our kind of our values and things like that aligned. Um, and then just kind of, 
kind of left it at that saying, you know, let's talk about it in a couple of weeks. Cause I had to go back to Utah. I had, a, <laughs> I had to go back into the field for two weeks. So obviously I had a lot of time to, to think about this big change. Cause I had it pretty comfortable over there, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, and I also used to, I mean, I, when I, I guess I'd, um, when I first moved out West, I moved to Montana that I was in Utah and I always, I always kind of give a big thumbs down to Colorado just because I thought it was kind of the, the quintessential place that everybody moves out West. Um, I was looking for something a little bit, I guess, rougher, more raw. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> as you can imagine, when I, when I was introduced to Leadville, I was, uh, I was quite excited about the rawness of it. You know, the small town, um, a lot of people with just kind of living their lives. Um, one more stoplight than I was used to at the time. Um, <laughs> But when I got out of the field, um, I called Chris and we chatted a little bit and, um, just like that, we decided to, to go for it. Um, and I guess the, the rest is history. I'm still here 18 <laughs> years later. Well, yeah. And look at that. I mean, the world goes full circle. Cause I think, you know, Moab's very developed and that Leadville bike shop owners there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that actually that wasn't the bike shop that was open when I was when I came to town. Oh, really? Okay, um, it so was, it was, yeah, it was one after that. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not the guy even, that. I'm not even was, sure. Uh, I remember that one. Yeah, he was he was up at the top of the street. I think he I think he teaches bicycle um, bicycle classes in in one of the schools um, somewhere on the country. Okay, well, how awesome! And now let's get back to. Uh, you know, you talked with the, the guy at the coffee shop, Chris, about his roots, and, and you're talking about being from St. Cloud. Uh, why don't you tell us what life was like for you back there? What was your childhood like? Uh, <clears throat> well, St. Cloud is a pretty sweet place to grow up. I'm not sure if I'd want to grow up there now anymore. Um, but it was a nice small town. I was had lots of friends, you know, lived in a neighborhood. Um, uh, boy, I was really heavily into sports and never, I didn't really get into biking until my college years. Um, I played soccer, hockey, and tennis there, just kind of the, kind of the normal male echelon of, um, or, or, uh, or categories of, of sports. Um, I uh, lo- loved those, but I, I knew I didn't want to live in Minnesota the rest of my life uh, as much as I love the great lakes and up North and things like that. I, you know, I like to ski and snowboard and that wasn't, uh, it wasn't going to be extreme enough to stay in the Midwest. So I wanted to head out, head out West. Um, I, man, I ended up, you know, once I graduated high school, um, I, and I went to school in Wisconsin for a year and that didn't work, <laughs> didn't work out so well. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't, uh, yeah, so I decided I'd, it'd be a good idea that I take a year off, and then I moved to Montana and um, trying to gain residency out there, and and then ended up getting an offer to go to school at St. Cloud State University, which is in my hometown, St. Cloud. Um, so then I came back and started working for this bike shop called Out and About Gear. Um, I think to this day it was probably the best bike shop ever. Um, it was a really cool place. Um, really professional, but you know, really, really uh, amazing atmosphere. And I think that kind of sculpted me into how I would like my, um, how I'd like to run a bike shop or a business in general. Um, 
So once I graduated high school or college rather, um, I moved out west to Montana again for a while. Um, was a ski bum out there, and <laughs> nice. And that's you know as as kind of went back to Minnesota a couple times, and um, then moved to Utah and lived there for for a long time. Worked for try to try to get a real job that didn't really work that great. Um, it was a good job I was good at, it, but it just didn't have any soul. I could tell it was sucking mine out of my body. Um, so then I worked for a wilderness program for a long time. Loved it. And kind of, it was almost like a flip of a coin once I, once I kind of came to the decision of whether to open a bike shop or go back to school and be a nurse. Um, as much as nursing would be fine, I, I think I picked the right, I think I picked the right path. <laughs> I mean, yeah, nursing would have been fine, but I think this suits you a whole lot better. <laughs> Um, for sure. Now you're kind of hinting on this, but I mean, so did you always have these aspirations of owning a business as long as the nursing, uh, cause the way you describe your school, which sounds a lot like me and the way you describe working for some of these other people, it kind of seems like that would just be a natural progression for you through some parts. Um, well, <clears throat> When I first went to college, I thought I had these grandiose ideas about being a doctor. Um, and I quickly found out that that wasn't going to be the path for me. And I think, you know, kind of stepping back from that, you know, nursing was something that I was interested in, mainly in the lifestyle of it. Like I loved, you know, working for the wilderness program. I had a lot of medical stuff that I had to be um, pretty well dialed in. Um, and that interests me trying to diagnose people's things and just taking care of the kids and, and helping them out. Um, and I think the real, the real, uh, pull was the, the lifestyle that travel nursing would have, would have given me. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I always kind of had it in my head about being, about being some, doing something in the medical field. Um, but obviously that wasn't, I wasn't cut out for that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> but working at, working at out and about gear, going to college, I just met a lot of, really cool people that introduced me into my into mountain biking or road biking first and then it was mountain biking and then we do bmx bike all that kind of stuff too but i just really loved the camaraderie of of that kind of um that lifestyle as well um and i thought and, and of course bruce the guy that owned the bike shop owned out in book gear like he was i just i really looked up to that guy he i really saw how he you know, ran a, a business really, really well. And I, I ultimately ended up going to college for business administration. So that's kind of where my wanting to own a business was. My dad was a businessman um, and and there's business and everything. So I figured that'd be a good thing to go to school for. And then um, and then meeting, you know, working for Bruce at Owen About Gear kind of made the, made the I guess, the the wheels turn a little bit about, you know, it'd be really cool to, to run something this, um, I guess respected. It was just, he was just, he just ran such a good, good shop. And a lot of the ways that I run my business are ways that I would, I would imagine he would, would run his. Um, so I kind of emulate the ideas that I got from him and the people that I met there. Oh, that answers the question. Oh, for sure. For sure. Now, um, so as you just now, and as you start discovering this passion for cycling and you're kind of a little bit older and working a little bit in the field, um, 
what was that like for you? I mean, were you racing much at the time or just t- getting involved with these other communities and that's what was helping feed all of this or what'd that look like? Uh, well, <clears throat> I raced well back. I was, I raced one time <laughs> and it was like, it was this critorium. It was this crit race around, around Lake George. You had to, it wasn't a very long thing. But you had to go, I don't even know how many laps we had to go around this thing. And I remember getting lapped by this one kid like four times, I think. <laughs> and so I never, I didn't race again for a long time until, um, until I just started doing to like 24 hours, right? 24 hour races. Um, mainly we started getting to the 24 hours of Moab okay. since I lived in, since I lived in Southern Utah. Yeah. Um, and then I just mountain bike a lot because we'd work for, you know, we'd work for a week and then we'd have a week off. Um, and that gave you a lot of time to go explore that, that part of the country mountain biking. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I guess started doing a little bit, more. I don't doing a little bit, I dabbling with other races. Um, but I, I mainly do, I would say four races a year. You know, I, I participate in the hundred and one of the, one of the legs, I try to do um, Unbound, I think is what it's called now, yeah. every year. We always do the 12 hours of Mesa Verde, which is, if, if for all you people listening, you have to go race that race because it's amazing. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and then and then fat bike races, and then I race a little bit in the fall. done, you know, La Ruta and things like that. Um, I like more of the adventure kind of stuff. Uh, I'm not super good at the whole short, quick redlining criterium stuff, as I aforementioned. Um, but uh, I just really like biking in general. I think I think racing's more of a thing I do sometimes. I I prefer to just go ride with my friends for sure. Well, sure. And speaking of that kind of riding with your friends, when you are doing these events like outside of Leadville, like. Uh, you know any of the any of the events are you taking a leadville crew with you i mean it's not you alone is it no <clears throat> no i don't i mean everything from laruta the 12 hours of mesa verde all of that all of those are done with with people that live in leadville that i ride with and or friends of mine that ride other places that we meet and race together um you know i think for the first couple of years of that race in mesa verde i think I think Leadville probably brought down like I bet you twenty five to thirty people every year. It's kind of <laughs> diminished now that we've kind of grown older and you know gotten married and had kids or whatever it is. Uh, but we definitely like to we like definitely like to roll with our with our our whole crew. And then what helps, of course, Cycles of Life has a, a cycling team, so that gives us you know a great time to 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 ride together and then go race together and just you know, bring that camaraderie down to like the team level, I guess. Sure. Now, now for our other Leadville family members uh, that are doing the same thing, like you, you help our Leadville family maybe more than any other business other than ourselves. So why don't you share like what you can do for our athletes today? What are, what are your services that they can take advantage of? And most of them are. Oh boy. I mean, I think we'll do anything you want, really. Um, you can, you, I mean, I've, I mean, you, you name it, we've, we've done most of it. I mean, you can rent bikes from us while you're training. You can just utilize us and, 
any which way you need as far as nutrition, bike maintenance, of course. You can buy a bike from us. Um, we'd love to <laughs> take take care of all the all your logistical needs for the race. We do uh, a shipping and service package for the racers, so that way all they have to do is kind of roll into town on their bikes here waiting for them with the everything else stored, and they just go ride the snot out of their bike and bring it back to us, and we'll we'll reverse the process just to kind of kind of allow them to to really just concentrate on their race or their experience here, whether it's a race or just them riding out here. Um, and then of course, you know, we service is our forte. I mean, I, I like to, I like to think that we've saved a lot of people out there, um, before they even got out there by catching things on their bikes that could oppose a problem or would oppose a problem, um, fix things that are, you know, broken when they show up after they cram their bike in a bike box or bring on an airplane and, and then out on the course too. Um, but I, I would say, I mean, aside from like anything that encompasses bikes in a bike shop, um, we're, we're definitely willing to do whether it's talk over the phone about the course, et cetera, or, you know, try to point them in whatever direction we can. We, we just, I think our, our main goal at the store is to, make sure that every person that comes in order comes into our town, whether it's coming to race, recreate anything that we're just as much of a resource as they can possibly get to really, um, I guess, uh, maximize their stay here. So that way they want to come back. Awesome. Uh, what's your web address and physical address? Uh, web address is colbikes.com. And we're at a uh, 309 Harrison Avenue. Um, right across the street from the infamous Tabor Opera House. <laughs> well, and I'm proud to say my whole fleet is finally from Cycles of Life myself. So I, I'm feeling good about that. <laughs> and I do a good job of breaking shit before and after the race that you fix numerous times. No, you're 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 one of the guys that we we uh we pretty much count on seeing a week before the hundred to to replace. <laughs> to replace everything so brian i don't think um, that's a compliment <laughs> <laughs> uh, just means you ride the, you ride your bike a lot but uh yeah i think we we usually have you penciled in for like that tuesday okay no wonder it works so well <laughs> well so yeah you named quite a gamut what's your favorite part of owning a business in leadville um boy there's a lot of things that I really, really love about being a business owner in Leadville. Um, I think my particular business, um, you know, it doesn't make me smile more than someone that's just trying to get into biking that walks in the store that we can kind of help stoke their, their excitement for the sport and get them into it and being a resource for them. Um, I also, you know, I, I, we pride ourselves on, you know, doing everything we possibly can for the cloud city wheelers, which is our local bike club and fostering anything we can, we can, we can do to, to get more trails in town and, um, get more all around all, I guess all year, um, biking abilities or biking, biking, uh, I guess, um, <laughs> I can't think of the word, um, bike opportunities in town, whether it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the trails that they've built to, the new pump track that they built, um, you know, grooming the trails in the wintertime. Um, I think that just, and of course, being the master of, of my own destiny, you know, if, yeah. if, I, 
if the bike shop fails, it's on me. And if we do really well, it's on me too. So I like, I like having, uh, having control of my life for sure. Well, yes. And like how partnered you and Sterling and the wheelers and everybody are and how, how well you work together. I think it sure, uh, you know, I was hesitant of seeing your bike shop come to town, not, not because of you, just that they just didn't seem to survive. And it seems like the vitality that the two of you have brought to town is like the, the new tourism frontier, the booming tourism frontier. And I think that's just really, really cool. Um, now you also, you just got married and your wife is also a business owner in town. Um, this is definitely more about you, but our Leadville family also, I think takes pretty good advantage of her services and we'd like to let them know if they don't. So, um, can you tell our Leadville family what she's doing in town? Yeah. So I, um, I finally got married, um, (laughs) Congratulations. Uh, it was a very beautiful wedding. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Thanks for the picnic basket, by the way. That's very nice. Yeah. Hey, I brought uh, that from Paris for you guys. I didn't get a chance to tell you that. So Yeah. We uh, I, I just wrote out your thank you card the other day. So awesome. Sweet. But uh yeah, it, it was a really fun wedding. Um this is more more of a party, I think, but um but uh yeah. So married the this fabulous woman named Heather Lynch. She's uh, been a real estate agent and she owns her uh, real estate agency here in town. She's been here longer than me. And uh, ever since I've known her, um, she's been a real estate agent. And I think uh, how I met her was I was trying to buy, I was trying to buy the third house. Well, my first house, the third attempt. (laughs) And she really, and she really, really helped me or helped the real estate agent that she um, had me working with um, achieve me getting my first house. Um, so she helped me personally. And I know she, she, uh, she loves Leadville. Um, her heart's in this place as far as, you know, making sure that, um, <laughs> making sure that she does everything she possibly can for these, for the, whether the locals or out of towners that are looking to make Leadville a home. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what, what else to, to say about that other than, uh, if I had, I guess if I was trying to buy a house, I would, I would definitely call her. <laughs> I guess these days I would just kind of roll over and, 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 and talk to her, but, yes. um, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, I, you know, so her and I, like, it's, it's fun kind of bouncing ideas being, being business owners together, um, different, totally different parts of the business, but for sure, um, but yeah, I think uh, lots of reasons why um, why uh, why our our business have, have done pretty well is because we we definitely see eye to eye on how 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 to treat people and and how to uh, to just really be a tool for anybody that wants to come to our town. Well, and that's a, it's a beautiful marriage. Pardon the pardon the joke there, but um, now what's the name of her business and where can they find her in town? Uh, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure your address. Well, no, uh, right. You know, don't need the I, physical I just, one. I, I don't even know if I, I don't, I don't think I even know her phone number off the top of my head. That's how much I rely on her phone. Uh, but they're, uh, it's, uh, her, her business is called Remax Aspen Leaf and they're right downtown as well across from, um, the historic, um, Tabor. Um, is that the Tabor, um, the Tabor building, I believe? Not the yeah, house, but the, it was the 
old Tabor Hotel. Yeah, the hotel. Yeah, that's what it is. The Tabor Hotel. Yep. Okay, so great news. Now you got bikes down. Now you got lodging down. And let's get back to you and that business a little bit. You still had that long list. What's been the most challenging part of owning a business in Leadville? Um, I obviously I think that the super trying to match the super busy with the super slow. Um, you know, when I when we first opened the business, Chris and uh, when Chris and I did, I didn't know that LT100 existed. Um, sure. So it was just barely kind of getting its feet on the ground in the bike and the bike world as being a, um, what has become a, an amazing race, um, super attractive race for so many people across in the whole world, I guess. Um, but I think that the hardest part, um, after kind of the race got popular and our town became a lot more popular with tourism, um, being super busy in the summertime and very, 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 very slow in the wintertime. Um, so before, you know, even with fat bikes now, but even before fat bikes, we would pretty much close in wintertime because it was, it was just, it was not, uh, it was really hard to make ends meet in the wintertime. Um, and now, you know, we've, we found ways to, to make ends meet, but there's also trying to find employees to, be able to offer the service that I want to be able to offer to the people that come to Leadville um, in the capacity that we need to do it um, in the summertime is, I think, a difficult task, um, especially since you can't offer those folks full-time employment all year round because in the wintertime, um, the the need for employees is, is uh, so far, I mean, goes from like needing nine employees to have to needing one employee in the wintertime. Right. Um, so trying to, trying to, continue that consistency over the years without reinventing the wheel every spring, I think is the most difficult um, part of being a bike shop owner. I think, and also being any kind of tourist um, location bike or location, I guess, business owner in general, um, trying to, trying to make sure that, you know, you can employ people, you want to employ people, trying to employ them all year round. So that way you can, you know, give them give them the opportunity to have good employment here here in, Le- in Leadville instead of having to leave but then also um, making sure that the all the employees that you get in the summertime are are skilled and, and polished enough by the time you know the tourism starts that way we we you know do what we want to do as far as leaving a really good taste in the mouths of everybody that comes in the store well right next it's got to be really hard to even keep up with the summer like you're saying with the caliber employee you need to do the job that all these athletes we bring in are going to need catered to um and i mean it's hopefully coming to bloom where everybody learns about all that beautiful single track we have and that it gets groomed in the winter and that they can take advantage of it and that helps a little bit too huh Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, there's definitely been, I think, you know, Leadville has always been more of a summer, summer destination um, and a little bit in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And those shoulder months, I think, were really, really hard for a lot of businesses in town. Um, it's kind of one of those things, that, you know, the, the chicken or the egg. Um, <laughs> it takes consistency to build up the business to be able to take care of the of the business that, you know, the tourism brings. Right. Um but I think now, uh, because, you know, we've been discovered a little bit more just for the fact that we do have so many more offerings that, that people weren't aware of before. And now, you know, we when I first moved here, we 
I don't think there was any legitimate single track. It was just no, for sure. Just, you know, and yeah. Now, you know, now because of the cycling club and and everybody else that um, <clears throat> supports their their endeavor, you know, we have a good. I don't even. I would guess forty miles of single track. I think around town, and then we have a ton that we groom in the wintertime. And mm-hmm. I know that forty miles doesn't sound like a lot, but um, it is a it is a whole heck of a lot when you think about the people that have put that those mileage that mileage in. It's not some huge IMBA funded group. It's a lot of volunteer and a lot of hard work. And um, I just I, I don't think I don't I can't remember what we were even talking about. Kind of getting on my soapbox about how great the Cloud City Wheelers are and what they've done for our town. Um, oh, <laughs> just that now. Now we have we have a lot more. I think you know. I guess all year round tourism that that uh, I think is is allowing us business owners to be a little bit more. Um, I guess uh, reliable. Uh-huh. I guess all year round. Yeah. So. Well, and yes, I mean Sterling and the Wheelers and all that the praises can't be sung loud enough. And I've got to take a pause here too, to point out that, you know, a lot of our Leadville family, uh, you are supporting that because you're giving dollars to the legacy foundation and those dollars are finding their way to that club and in pretty big amounts. And it's really making a significant, significant difference in our community. And we can't thank you enough for that. Now back on to you, Brian, how has Leadville changed you? Oh, I think, uh, well, I don't think it's necessarily changed me. I think it's kept me, it kept, it's kept me, I guess, grounded and rooted and interested in the things that I think that, um, really matter in life. You know, if I lived in a big city, I would care so much more about, you know, I think inherently what I, how I dress cause I'd have to dress differently for, for work and mm-hmm. um, it much more, I guess, disconnected with, with, uh, with a good core group of friends. Um, I think that Leadville since it is rough and raw and, and up until a couple of years ago, decently hard to live in all year round mm-hmm. that, I was able to really kind of make the connections and make the really long lasting friendships that I have here that has kept me like grounded and not caught up with the the rat race of, I think most, most people have to experience in, in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of <clears throat> just kind of allowed me to, to, I guess, uh, really concentrate on, on things that are <clears throat> simple and meaningful and, um, and then I think it's really nice to, I will say it's really nice to have to wear, be able to wear the same pants and clothes for like four or five days in a row and, and not have anybody give one shit. You know? <laughs> uh, that's how kind of like, that's how cool this town is. It's like, it's, we don't really, we don't care about all that stuff. We, what we care about is, you know, who you are as a person and your character. And if you have, yeah if you're a good person, you're definitely going to be, you know, brought into the fold here in Leadville. Um, I guess if, if anything, Leadville's changed me in the way of, uh, I've learned, uh, I've learned to protect things that I value 
and um because i value leadville and the way it is and everybody here that i i want to do do my best to protect it and and then and then add to it however i can to make make it so that way everybody that lives here enjoys it just that much more well what a, a great way of putting that so okay now you've you've got all kinds of experience with this bike race at this point what piece of advice would you suggest to these athletes our family members uh, as they prepare for that bike race come august uh i would i mean not to i mean i feel like it's almost passe to say what i'm gonna say (laughs) (laughs) but uh people don't they don't give enough credit to having a properly operating bicycle I feel um, like you're talking to me, Brian. No, no, you are. <laughs> you are impeccable with your bike in comparison to some of the bikes that I see come out here. Oh dear. Um, and it's not. I'm not trying to dig on anybody's bikes. The quality of their bikes. I just think that you know it's tough to get in this bike race. You have to enter a lottery, and some people work on getting into the lottery and getting to the race for five or six years, and they volunteer a bunch, um, and then they work on their nutrition and, you know, running this and doing this and trying to get in shape as much as they possibly can um, without being able to train at altitude and things like that. Um, You know, give your, give your bike the respect that it deserves. It's the thing that's going to get you through this race, no matter how well nutrition, nutrition you are or in shape you are. If if your bike's not up for the challenge, you're not going to finish either. Um, So I would say, the one, the one advice I would say is, you know, either find a really nice, good local bike shop in your area to make sure that they tune your bike up properly and, and just maintain it all year round so that way you don't have those catastrophic bills to, to have to replace everything on your bike. Um, and, of course, you know, come to the bike shop. Let us, uh, we'll, 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 get, we'll christen it with a, with a quick look over if you need to. Um, I know a lot of people do that they don't really necessarily need their bike looked at, but I think they, uh, they have this thing where they just, they just want us to make sure that it's tipped up and ready to go. It gives them that extra confidence to know that, that, that the tools are going to be used to conquer this thing is ready to go. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the, and it, and it hurts me a lot of times to see some of these guys, um, and girls, um, and maybe the, I don't know, I don't know what the circumstances are, but most people don't, uh, they don't give the care to their bicycle that they give to the other aspects of the race. <laughs> That's also a very, very true and great statement. Now, okay, this one's going to be really strange, but was there a buffalo at the shop today? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, there was. Um, I don't know if they were doing some sort of photo shoot. I, I, I mean, I, I know a little bit about it, but I don't think I'm, I'm privy to say anything. Um, <laughs> you don't yeah, have to. I was, I was uh, I was sitting I was at the bike shop. Um, we're closed today, but I was you know doing the things that business owners do. I was um, I was actually putting a, a new coat of uh, of stain on all the all the tops of everything. Um, but I was just sitting there doing stuff, and all of a sudden, look out, and there's a buffalo looking right in the window. Um, um, and I guess it didn't catch me off guard too much because I knew there was one going to be one. There was one going to be in town. But uh, I thought it was really cool to look up and, and see a buffalo having such a majestic animal just kind of staring through the window at the bike shop. 
Yeah, it caught me off guard. It made for a fun day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and earlier before that, I was walking around. I was walking around the corner of the building, and I almost ran into two wolves. Oh that they goodness! Had their, that they had there too. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's a little. I don't know. Those are both kind of treacherous. <clears throat> yeah, it was. It was a. Yeah, it was. It was a nice. It was a nice morning to to be downtown to see that kind of stuff because I haven't seen a buffalo that close ever. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think I and I don't think I've ever been that close to a wolf either. <laughs> I'd say that's probably a true count on both. I for sure have. I'm a hundred miles away, and I might have been the closest to both myself today. So. Yeah. Well, hey, I absolutely can't thank you enough for your time today and for making time for me and just. Uh, Thank you very much once again. And is there anything you want to say before I let you go? No, uh, you know, thanks for, uh, you guys always support the bike shop and, um, I hope that, uh, we've lived up to the support that you've given us. And, um, it was fun talking to you on the, on the podcast today. And I look forward to seeing your bike on Tuesday before the race next year. <laughs> well, you always go above and beyond, so I've got my whole fleet of your bikes to bring back to you all year long. All right. Thanks, Cole. Thank you. Well, there you have it, Leadville family. You've heard from the man himself. Uh, Brian is the guy you need to see at Cycles of Life. Uh, his web address is www.colbikes.com. Uh, make sure you visit him for all of your Leadville race needs this summer, uh, from tuning to new equipment and anything in between. In the meantime, don't forget to give us a like and a subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts. And we can't wait to see you at home. We can't wait to see you in Leadville.